0: This episode of the Outer Bounds Podcast is sponsored by Fisher Skis, and you can visit them at www.fishersports.com. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Adam Jabber. We have a fantastic episode for you today uh, with John Collinson. Many of you know him. Uh, many of you adore him and his fitness workouts and his skiing and his, um, I guess, his good looks. He's a he's a wonderful human being. I am glad that he took the time to chat about. Injury. Chat about Unbound. Um, and honestly, like I was shocked that this was his first major group gravel, like group event. Like he had never ridden in a group before, and then he's like, "Oh, let me go do Unbound." Um, so that was funny. Um, we also kind of get into how he felt about Angel's retirement, which I was not really expecting it to go that direction. Um, I was expecting to talk about it. I wasn't expecting the answer that he gave necessarily, uh, but I'm glad he was so open and honest about it because it's it's actually it's real um so that was cool uh i hope everybody has been enjoying the show lately we've been putting a lot of work into things and i just wanted to say thank you to the whole team including ethan who's in the booth and very frustrated with me right now um a lot going on reviews are on the site um so if you're interested in product reviews if you're interested in specific things we are basically pumping out one to two reviews a week on the website uh and then on the youtube side of things there will be tons of gear stuff coming down the line, and like I talked about last week, um, or two weeks ago at this point, we'll have a gear guide dropping in the fall. T B D on that. Uh obviously tons of merch on the site. You can shop at www.outofcollective.com dot or go to the www.outofpodcast dot out site and then just hit shop and you know, buy some stickers, support the show. La 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 la. Um, before we jump into the episode with Mr. Johnny Collinson, uh, we have a couple ads for you today. First of which is Woodchuck Hard Cider. Uh, these people are wonderful, and I could not be more psyched to be working with them all over again, uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, these people have been super supportive of the show, and uh, means a lot to me personally. So, uh, in case you haven't heard, Woodchuck Cider is bringing back their infamous cider stock music festival which is being headlined by bleachers by the way and i will be there and we'll be giving away tickets in a little while um tickets are on sale now though uh through WoodchuckCiderstock.com. um they'll also have mr wives out there i'm like reading through the little ad read here but right in middlebury vermont so come through come hang out bleachers are sick if you don't know who the bleachers are it's like they have one of my like favorite songs that i'll just like Lose my shit to ever for no reason, like it doesn't even make sense. But it's uh, it's like Ethan's Olivia Rodrigo, you know. It's like one of those situations. If you know, you know. Um, on the product side, check out Brunch Box. That's really what they're pushing right now. It is, it is an amazing, not too sweet, packaged, pre-packaged brunch option. It's perfect for beach days. It's perfect for. Sundays. Um, it's perfect for pretty much whenever, if we're being totally honest. They are uh they're amazing. I'm a huge, huge fan. They also have a hundred calorie pack, um, which is also wonderful. And it's the 30th anniversary of Woodchuck Heart Cider. So check them out on the internet. It is just www.woodchuckcider.com and uh and you can find all my favorite flavors and styles and all that shit there. And I'll see you at bleachers in uh it's in august so i'll see you in august um next we have Mammut. Mammut is the most technical apparel the most quality avalanche safety products um and really just some of the best equipment all around if you are a climber if you are a hiker if you are a backcountry enthusiast they have everything from shovels, airbags, beacons, which are the best beacon in the world, in my opinion. The safest beacon in the world uh, is that Berry Box S. With all the beacon stuff going on right now, probably a good idea to check your shit. And if you need a new beacon, we will give you 25% off using promo code OUT OF BOUNDS 25 uh, on anything on the site, but especially on those beacons. Use promo code OUT OF BOUNDS 25, capital O, capital O, capital B, 25. And you will get 25% off on your purchase. And that's uh, at mamut.com. M-A-M-M-U-T dot com. So do that because that's like as good as you can ever get a berry Box for. Like for real. Uh lastly, we have Revel Bikes. If you aren't aware and you don't pay attention on social and you don't pay attention to me being like a complete idiot about everything I get that's new, uh I got a new Revel Rail, which is behind me here. And you can see stage right. Um it is it's a wonderful bike. I have been shocked at how well it climbs. But more importantly, this thing absolutely fucking rips uh on the downhill. I am somebody who is normally I'm a decent climber and I'm a decent descender, but this bike has made me feel on the descents like so much better than I am to the point where I'm a little scared of myself because like I've mentioned before, not that intelligent and uh, not that smart about immediate decision-making a little impulsive. So having a bike that is capable of doing literally whatever you want, it's a little scary sometimes um, when you're like that, but this thing takes away so much of the fear that I used to have about, like, hitting bigger stuff. It Like, it's just such a comfort-oriented yet aggressive ride. Um, on the screen, you'll see Adam X's Rascal pretty much. Um, that's my old one. Whoever has that one, that that bike was sick too. Um, obviously, full-range full bikes. The new Rail 29 is the newest option. Check it out. I'm a huge fan, um, obviously, as I'm rambling through it. We have a full review dropping on the site and on the YouTube soon. Um, so you'll get to hear some actual articulate thoughts, sort of. All right. That is it. Uh, leave a review on iTunes if you can, if you care, if you love us. Um, as always, if you leave a review on iTunes and or on Spotify and you send me a screenshot of that review and your, sh- and your mailing address, I will give you stickers. So that's my bribery for today. Without further ado... Here is John Collinson. Yeah,
1: so I'm John Collinson, a pro skier from Salt Lake City, Utah, and I actually grew up up at Snowbird Ski Resort, uh, where my dad was a ski patrol for about 30 years. So that's kind of how me and Angel got the intro to the mountains and skiing and all that stuff. Um, And yeah, just growing up at Snowbird, kind of like introduced me to skiing super early and joined the free ride team with rob Greener and that crew kind of right when the junior circuit was starting so it was on like the early end of the whole junior free ride series which was super cool um and to see now how it's expanded and how many kids are in those programs is pretty cool um yeah so that's just a little little background kind
0: of the rundown and your career has changed I feel like quite a bit in the last couple years. Like it's like pre-pandemic John and post pandemic John almost
1: seem like different career
0: paths for whatever that's what
1: I've heard from people. It's... They're like, are you have like they're like, do you have like an alter ego now or something? <laughs> are you a different person? No, I, I didn't even notice it honestly.
0: That's really funny. Well I guess it's just because everybody started like filming their workouts and shit and like putting stuff online and, and content became even more important and you were doing that but I think because like you kind of framed it in a way that was so professional looking like at the start of the pandemic and during it as you were going through injuries it like it felt like this is a transition point in your career where they're like oh cool like I it almost felt like you realized like oh I'm shredded as fuck why did I just do this why did I take it this direction for a little while and see how this goes
1: (laughs) I mean I guess so it was like Definitely, um I mean during the pandemic it was kind of like stand down on the skiing program. And so just really, yeah, I was just sitting at home. So I was like, well, I may as well film workouts that I'm doing. Yeah. And uh and yeah, and so that was totally the start of like being like, well, I kind of would like to make this a bit of my future, you know, because as everyone loves to say, like ski careers don't last forever. And um, you know, it's nice to have something in the pipeline for later and, and the whole workout exercise thing goes pretty well hand in hand with the ski career. So, um, yeah, just started to try and get my ducks in a row to, to learn more about exercise science and, and sort of, yeah, get more feelers out in, in that space.
0: Is that something you've always been interested in is the fitness side of it?
1: Totally. Yeah. I've always been pretty stoked on like training and, in the past it's been more geared towards climbing actually because okay. um, I like really love climbing in the summer, so I'd kind of train for that and spend my time in the climbing gym. But through injury, that of course just shifted a bit and I learned I just started learning a ton from the crew out at Red Bull and um, the physical therapists I was working with. So it became much a, a much bigger interest through injury for sure.
0: Yeah, and I guess there's always kind of been this stigma in skiing that, like, you go skiing and that's your workout, right? And I think over the past few years, maybe the last five years even at this point, people are starting to realize, like, oh, like, being ski fit and being fit fit kind of go hand in hand. Like, it's actually extremely helpful to be in good shape (laughs) to go skiing. Like, who would have thought? Versus, like, 10 years ago, I feel like people just went skiing and it was almost looked at like a negative thing to be, like, all fucking – Shred it out and like i don't know it just seemed like it just wasn't a thing anybody gave a fuck about
1: right totally which i feel like there's still a little bit of that you yeah. know just because it's like i mean skiing is like a luxury sport and for a lot of us it's a lifestyle right so it's like and, and it's such a fun thing so it seems like if you're training for it it automatically makes it feel like you're being too serious about it mm. for some people but um with that being said I think that being ski fit you know there's only one way to get good at skiing and get strong skiing muscles and that's by skiing yeah but you just get yourself like ahead of the ball game and you start feeling better early season if you do train a bit and put in some time in the gym um it just helps you feel better faster I feel like
0: yeah, probably makes you feel better as a human overall too. Like just like clearer when you get that gym time. When you get actually like, I don't know, when you have that ability to just go work out. It's at least for me, who is not it. Like I don't know, that's not something that I do all the time. But being in the gym and like spending that time makes a huge difference, at least in where your headspace is at. Right.
1: Totally. Yeah, and that's been you know, the biggest thing for me is it just, it makes me feel so much better. It makes me make better choices as like a person. And it, it kind of bleeds into every other aspect of my life, I feel like. And so sharing that and kind of like hearing if it's helped motivate people, like that's pretty inspiring to me. Um, You know, when people are like, dude, your workouts have been killer and they helped me motivate through COVID or whatever, it's, that inspires me a ton more to like keep doing that and keep putting out that kind of fitness content. A cause it feels good for me personally. And B cause if it helps like one other person get a workout that helps them feel better, then that's like a win-win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. I think, I think that's a huge thing. And I think you are doing a serve. I mean, you're literally doing a service for people because you can do <laughs> it for a program online. Um, gentle plug there, but you can, uh, i I mean you are you're impacting a lot of people in a different way than a lot of other skiers are and kind of on this topic i told you we were going to talk about this you're now moving in more into cycling and i guess that stemmed from the injury aspect of it because you were on the bike so much right when you're rehabbing knee stuff and now you're like sponsored by fucking pinarello and you're you did unbound a few weeks ago like what What is good with you? Why? Uh, Why did you do Unbound? Why is this uh, a career trajectory that you wanted to go with? (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, so the whole biking side, it's like, I mean, I've been pretty into mountain biking for a bunch of years now. But yeah, I got into road cycling through injury. And then, yeah, sort of like happenstance linked up with Pinarello this past year because and because i was super psyched about gravel riding just living in utah it's like we have so many epic yeah. roads with cool views and cool stuff to do and it's like i'm psyched to get off the pavement and not get hit by cars and go ride around cool dirt roads anyway um yeah so linked with pinarello and they've been doing this super cool program where they have like nine or ten guys on this scuderia team they called it so there's like three performance bike athletes that are like you know gunning for podiums a couple community leaders and then a few like adventurers and that's the category I fall under um so they're just kind of they're like supplying me with a bike and supplying me with opportunities to learn more about biking and get more ingrained in the cycling community and then the rest of the team kind of helps me in that space. So it's like, they f- make it feel less daunting to sign up for unbound, you know, cause they're like, all right, we'll help you figure out your nutrition and hydration and all that stuff. Um, so they help take the question marks out and then it allows me to like, just have spend more time on the bike and be stoked about trying out unbound. Yeah. So, so yeah, to answer that question, the unbound event came up through Pinarello, um, they were just like dude you should come out ride the event and so i signed up for the 100 not the like actual not 200 XL, yeah or yeah i didn't even know there was an xl that's <laughs> 350 yeah dude but, that one <laughs> so i like yeah what well, i was kind of nervous going into the event and then I learned there was guys riding 350 miles and I was like, all right, <laughs> if I can't do a hundred, then I'm doing something wrong.
0: Yeah. If you're not a third of the athletes that are competing at the top, like literally it's, it's so crazy to me. And it's funny that gravel races or rides work like that because it's one of those things that like 10 people are competing for top spots and everybody is just there trying to survive. Like everybody yeah. else is like, we're just going to get through this thing.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: It's, it's such a weird environment. Like every, every gravel event that I show up to, it's like, you've no int- you want to do as best as you possibly can for you and everybody's pushing themselves as hard as they can. But realistically, like it's not a race. Everybody's just trying t- to like perform at their best, which is like really unique because every other race you sign up for, it feels like it's a race, right? As opposed yeah. to like a ride. And even something as big as Unbound, like, yeah, you want to do well, but it's not, I don't know. You want to just finish. Like that's the goal. Yeah, at times.
1: Totally. Totally. Yeah. That's where it was pretty cool to do that. Cause I've done, I've never done like any sort of bike event ever. Oh,
0: this was your first one.
1: First one. Like <laughs> I've never actually even ridden in a group. So what? that was kind of the biggest thing. Like the rest of the team was like, yeah, you should probably go on some group rides and like learn the dynamics <laughs> and stuff um, before race day. So that was super helpful to like learn about that. And it just made it less scary to join group rides if I get invited or whatever. Um, But so previously I've only done signed up for like marathons or mountain marathons running. Yeah. And yeah. And I've always kind of taken a race mentality into those for some reason, even though I'm not going to win and I just blow up and like ruin my IT bands or Whatever. And so it was fun to sign up for this bike event, bike a hundred miles, finish it, and then feel decent the next day and not be like crippled because I like blew myself up too hard.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, it's totally different than, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit, but like, it's gotta be totally different than the running side of it. Right. Like, and the types of people that show up at these events are a lot of times very different too.
1: Totally. Yeah. Because I mean, I think a lot of cyclists it's, they're, favorite thing. I mean, they probably bike all the time right. and they sign up for events. So they like it's their sport. It's what they like to do. Yeah. And um yeah, so it was just it was super cool to to be out there and get set that challenge for myself and then complete it and be like, oh, that was pretty fun and something I'd like to do more of.
0: What's what's the next thing on the schedule then? Like do you have another gravel event kinda in mind? Are you doing like what? I mean, there's gotta be more than I, one, right?
1: Yeah, um, I think I'm going to do, it's called The Last Best Ride up in Whitefish,
0: okay.
1: Montana in, in like August or something. Um, I think I'm going to go up and do that one.
0: Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, because the main focus right now is still finishing up the rehab and getting my leg like 100% dialed for skiing. Yeah. And then the the biking's just sort of like fits into that schedule, but definitely not taking yeah over it
0: yeah so i guess we should talk a little bit about that too i don't want to harp on it too too much but i mean you've had a slew of injuries the last few years like and yeah. still somehow you seem so positive about it like can you talk to me at least about i don't really not that i don't care about the recovery stuff but yeah i feel like that's you've done a good job at documenting that on your own <laughs> i feel like people don't need to hear too much about that but i'd like to kind of know where your head's at like after injury two and beyond like where like how you get yourself motivated to just go back through that process
1: right um yeah so it has definitely been a bit of a mission (laughs) the past few years and it yeah it's funny because it's like previously to my first knee injury I saw guys that got injured and then injured again and it was like dang that like sucks I would never want to be like the injured guy. And then all of a sudden, here I am. And it was like, it was my worst nightmare to be the injured guy. But now being here, it's like, yeah, it's not how I would have liked it. But like you're saying, it was kind of a, a chance for me to choose like a path to make myself better. It was like, I had every chance to you know be negative or like kind of poor me myself but in my world like in my head it was like that wasn't an option it's like you I could go that route but it would suck and it would just be pretty unfulfilling so instead i looked at it as a chance to to take something that could be negative and turn it into positive i guess to to put it simply and and for me it was really fairly simple and I just looked at it as always trying to take it as look at things as what I can do not what I can't do Mm -hmm. because I think when you're injured it's pretty easy to always just be like I can't do that like yeah I'd love to but I can't and it's like saying I can't I can't just is like this negative negative downward spiral so for me it was just kind of like as simple as just focusing on the things that I can do and then doing that as good as I can and then that would like make me feel good that I did something like good for myself and so then it was just kind of building this little ladder of you know creating wins for myself by doing activities Mm -hmm. I was able to do you know if that makes sense like
0: no, it totally makes sense it's yeah, dude, it's a hard thing, like I can't even imagine how hard it is to like like you're saying it like it's this easy thing to do, you were just like, <laughs> yeah, all right, like I just told myself to be positive and that I was positive, like I wish I had that, I don't know how the
1: fuck you do it, yeah, it was, and I think a bit of it like was simplified, and i I too like I don't take for granted how lucky I am that I'm an athlete being injured. Right. So it's like fixing myself and taking my rehab seriously is my job. It's not like right. I need to do a nine to five, take care of the kids, do this, and then rehab after I'm all tired. It's like being an athlete, I'm able to, that's my number one priority. And right. it's like, if I'm not taking rehab seriously and set myself up, you know, to get back to skiing, it's like, then I'm, in my eyes, I'm kind of failing my job, honestly. Mm. So it was, or it is important to me to, to stay on top of it and, and to make sure that I'm kind of doing it for the right reasons, I guess, where it's like, I want to be getting back on snow. And to do that, I want to look at it holistically. And it's like, if I'm just crushing the rehab, but I have like shitty mental state it's like that's not gonna work so this past injury last summer i pretty much wiped physical training off the slate for a couple months and just had to work on my mental state um because it was like yeah i was just pretty bummed out honestly and uh so i just had to take the time and be like all right what's going to make me happier mentally and then i could move on to like the physical training
0: yeah. What does that look like? What does the mental training aspect look? Because I think there's a lot of talk about that lately. And <coughs> I think there's a lot like there's a lot of just like words thrown out and people don't necessarily understand what types of things to do to kind of get their head in the right space because it is a super important thing, whether you're an athlete or a professional of any kind, you know, even if you're just in business, like having your head in the right space is everything. Otherwise, nothing else matters and everything else shuts down. Like wall after wall starts to come up around you.
1: Totally. Yeah. And, and it's so easy to get overwhelmed too of like, when you're like, Oh, I should be doing this. I need to be doing that, but I'm not. And then it just like stacks up and you're all of a sudden drowning. And then you're like, what am I going to do? And yeah. So something that really helped me was, kind of just simplifying everything and taking away what I thought I should be doing and what I thought I needed to do. And I just like made really simple attainable goals and then actually was like happy for myself if I did it. Yeah. So like, for instance, and and something that also helped was Red Bull has like a mental performance coach. Oh, so I was kind of able to like chat with her and, and, Gets some really good tools to use to help, and one of those was just figuring out like where my support comes from and what what in my life is like super important, you know. So that would be like the physical training is one aspect, family and friends is another, and then I was looking at it and it was like, well, damn, I feel like garbage, and I haven't really talked to my family or friends in like six months so I just made it a goal to connect with like one person a day for a few weeks and and before I knew it that kind of had helped me a ton just like reaching out to people saying hi getting that support network a little bit and and that just helped me feel way better and way more motivated to like go work out um and and then for me as well a couple other important aspects are like performing well and feeling like I'm progressing as like a person and as an athlete. So, which could look like a bunch of different things, but you know, it was for me, that's like, all right, if I can get a post out on social media, you know, that's kind of like a work thing and hopefully it's helping other people if it's like a workout post or a rehab post. So that like helped me check the box of a little bit of progression yeah, if that makes sense. And so it's kind of it was just figuring out what was important to me and then what small things I could do to build that support up. And that's what really helped me mentally.
0: Yeah, no, I like that answer a lot. Because it's it's true. I think especially in your position, I imagine sometimes it's just so go 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 where it's like, you don't have that ability to slow down. And you don't like, yeah. stop and be like, okay, the people that got me here probably really important to talk to and stay constant with and yeah people that i i value and i value their opinions are probably good to talk to still like it's uh i think everybody runs into that to some extent right where life just gets busy and it just is what it is and you start to lose those connections and then shit just starts kind of steamrolling um and stacking yeah. wins is like another thing you hear people talking about like all the time is like get a couple wins right like get a couple good yeah. things done that make you feel good. And then kind of tried to ride that momentum as much as you possibly can.
1: Totally. Yeah. So it's like, and the small wins, like it was like treating the small wins just as important as big wins was important too. So it was like, whether that was in the physical rehab or whatever it might be, it was like the first time I cooked a meal after surgery, it was like, damn, that's a big day. I was like (laughs) on my feet and cooked a sandwich or a, meal, whatever <laughs> sandwich. And, uh, and that was like a big day. And I had to like, take that as a win. That's
0: sick. Um, what, yeah. What has it been like, you touched on it a little bit, but what has it been like working with Red Bull? What kind of things do they offer that's different than your other sponsors? Because you hear people talk about that, like the amount of support that Red Bull offers at two athletes. And I I'm always curious what that actually means.
1: Yep. So, I mean, yeah, they're pretty incredible in terms of support. Um, A, I think, I mean, every athlete's contract works differently, but they there is a lot of support, obviously, for whatever projects you might want to do as an athlete. Right. Um, But then there's this whole other side of the brand that's like separate from the marketing, separate from the can. That's the APC, which is the Athlete Performance Center. Yeah. So there's a big one out in L.A., and then there's a big, giant one over in Salzburg, Austria. Okay. And, I like, the best way to put it's it is it's, you're kind of getting, like, a pro sports team level support as an action sports athlete. So it's, like, any – it's just as good or better than any, like – nba or nfl setup where they have like a full physical testing center so if you're coming back from an injury they can measure progress and like really dial in the metrics of your progress um and and then there's a whole like nutrition crew to help you with your nutrition there's a mental performance crew um and it's really like wherever you'd want to take it they'll support it for the most part. So like, for instance, Ian Walsh, one of the big wave surfers, he came to Red Bull and was like, dude, we need to figure out some like breath work training. So next thing you know, Red Bull had brought in all these like experts in breath work that helped the big wave surfers, like learn how to hold their breath longer. Um, and so they just, they like really helped think outside the box to help you as an athlete, um, any way they can which is kind of unheard of in like the action sports world really is
0: that not crazy to you that like this company that started off just making a fucking thing in a can that like, <laughs> has this Dude. level of support to at like that has professional sports team level support never mind having a professional sports team multiple of them but like yeah it's it's crazy to me that that's a thing <laughs> that they're offering right and in skiing yeah it's so hard to get that kind of thing from anybody else, like to get any kind of like real support beyond like the fin- never mind the financial side, which is obviously difficult on its own. But yeah, the actual like support, like as a human being, is, is yeah like nearly impossible to get in skiing.
1: Yeah, totally, and 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 it's just such a like human connection thing too, where it's like yeah, Red Bull's this huge global brand, but what makes it unique is that like personalized support where it's the APC crew, like all the physios and coaches and everyone. It's like, I have these really where they can my progress so That alone has given me like amazing support. Um, just, you know, being like having people to check in on me.
0: Oh. You're good. Yeah, it it just caught back up. You're all good. <laughs> okay. It's always weird when it like you get that like super lag and it's like all in one. But yeah, it <laughs> it, it came across okay. Actually, I'm always worried that like it's gonna like completely ta- and it has before just completely tank off. But um, but yeah, I think it's very clear to everyone that 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 support is is fully available there, and especially as an athlete, it's uh, it's something I think that that's part of the reason that every Skier that I know wants to be on that Red Bull team because they get that kind of support. I don't think it's necessarily the Red Bull money. I'm sure that yeah of it, but I think it's the it's like the camaraderie, the team aspect of it. Like you're in the gym and fucking Kate Courtney's there or Lindsay vaughn's there. It's like you're totally like that's a huge thing just by itself.
1: Like to have that level yeah. of athletes. totally yeah yeah like and then meeting the other athletes. That's honestly the coolest part where you're like working out and you yeah, have lindsey vaughn walks in or travis rice or <laughs> kai Letty, and you're like oh my god <laughs> so is, that's it's pretty awesome yeah
0: is there someone that you like kind of idolize to that point when they walk in the door and you're like oh fuck
1: um not really i think what's cool about this like i think i respect almost everyone that walks in that door in that way where i'm like "Damn." I can't believe hope oh, we just rolled in. But I think what's cool about that the gym space is that it sort of breaks down those barriers mm. because everyone's just there to like work on themselves and train a little bit. And so it it almost strips away the outside world and your uh like the image around you. Yeah. And you're just you. So it's like you'll just be working out with like Leticia Buffoni yeah. and Felipe <laughs> Gustavo. And I'm like, damn, these are two of my favorite skaters. Right. And we're doing the same workout, just, like, chatting. And then we grab lunch, and it's, like, another day. But but if you saw them on the street, you'd be totally starstruck, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's, like, you see those people in real life. And that's one of the coolest things about skiing is that there's less of that. Like, you feel like yeah. you know skiers a little more because they're a little more accessible, because they're on the same mountains, like, as everybody else. Yeah. It, that's, like we kind of already have that in this industry where somebody can just roll up to you and just be like, hi. And they'd feel probably pretty okay saying hi, especially on the hill. Um, And I guess that's the same comparison, right? Like the gym is the same as like being on the mountain, right? Like if somebody says to you on the mountain, you're like, Hey, but like down the street, (laughs) it'd be a little weirder if you're like at a coffee shop and somebody's rolling up to you, like, you know, asking for an autograph (laughs) or something like that's a little more bizarre. Not that it's weird. I'm sure it's a normal thing, but it's, uh, it's very interesting how that like the location kind of eliminates a lot of that, that kind of tension between other human beings.
1: Yeah, totally. So
0: um, a couple more things I kind of wanted to talk to you about. Um, One, I wanted to talk to you about Angel's retirement because yeah. that was one, I think it was probably the most eloquent retirement, at least from social media that anybody's ever done. Like it was, I was like so fucking hyped for her. It, it like, I think everybody was like, and you read every comment and everybody's just like, yes, like this is a hundred percent what we all wish, like how we all wish we could retire It's just like, this account is mine. I have my own, like, this is my life from now on.
1: Right? Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So talk to me a little bit about how you felt, what that was like watching your sister kind of go through that process.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm honestly just like, so ecstatic for her that she's Finally, pulled the plug and has her, yeah, I mean, her account back, which in turn kind of is a metaphor for her life a little bit. Um, and so it's like every decision she makes now is just for her. And I couldn't be more happy for her because it was, it was a little bit rough the last few years. Because um, it was like she kind of knew she wanted to retire, but. I think she was just toying with the idea of like pulling away just a little bit at a time. Mm. And and then it just didn't really work. So it's like she had to just go full bore and just like call it quits. Yeah. Which was good because uh yeah, it was I mean it was really honestly difficult for me to understand. And so in turn I think it it felt like I wasn't super supportive of her retiring but it's just because I didn't understand because for me, it's like, I want to ski till the day I die. And I want to like, everything I do revolves around skiing and figure out, figuring out how I can make it happen on a professional level or recreational after a career has ended or whatever it might be. And so Angel was like, all right, I think I'm done, you know, skiing in Alaska or filming with TGR and I was like, sweet. Well, we could go like film sled skiing in Utah and go <laughs> ski touring. And she's like, well, I don't really want a ski tour. And I'm like, okay, well, we could just like film some stuff around the resort. You know, like just push it, push, yeah, push yeah. it, push and, it. And she's like, dude, you don't get it. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm done, done. And it was like, oh, you're done, done. Like, that's you don't of, want to figure it out.
0: That's kind and of insane.
1: Yeah, so we actually um we've like in 30 years now we've pretty much never had a fight even when we were little nothing like maybe some little bickery arguments but that's it but we had a full screaming match kind of when this was bubbling to the surface which stemmed from just like I think me not understanding exactly what she needed and wanted etc but we had like a full-on screaming match this one day um which was just crazy like that's not our relationship but it kind of just goes to show that it was like such a big deal of uh, yeah love skiing so much and i couldn't understand why she wanted to pull away from it and to her she was like well dude i just want your support like give me the thumbs up i'm just gonna walk away and you just tell me that that's a good idea yeah (laughs) basically and so once we kind of screamed it out, hashed it out, it was like, okay, yeah, this is what's going to be good. And, and uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for it. And, and we figured it all out. Is there,
0: was there a part of you that was just like, I I want this, like, I want to do this together? Is that, like, part of the reason that you were bumped? Like, like I want to be able to, like, have you in this with me to a point? Or was it just, like, not understanding that she was, like, done, done? Because I think, like, ripping the Band-Aid off is not a thing that a lot of people actually have the ability to do like they say it they're like fuck this i'm done i'm out peace and then they're back six weeks later hers felt very real and it sounds like from what you're telling me that it was like she knew that she was done done right
1: yeah which i think it so it was like she did rip the band-aid off once it was time yeah right But there was like a lot of time built up like (laughs) getting ready to rip it off you know what i mean right and and so that was the hard part and because too i think a little bit was that she maybe wasn't sure that she wanted to rip it all the way off Mm. because it started out like at first she was like i'm done being scared in alaska and like scaring the shit out of myself every year and so then we just tried to work backwards and just figured out that it was like yeah i don't it's not the alaska piece it's not necessarily the filming piece or being this or that it's just like the whole deal she just wanted to kind of have her own life Mm -hmm. exactly and live it exactly how she wanted um so so when she actually ripped the band-aid off it was really good
0: so let me ask you a question on that kind of that topic do you ever feel like you're in a like you're in a box kind of because I feel like as an athlete who also has to do like not has to do but does the influencer side of things if you will where you're like you're putting yourself out there all the time on social social is clearly a part of the business model that you do do you do you feel like you're put in a box too much do you ever feel like constricted by any of the brands that you work with by the industry as a whole I guess because that's got to be that's gotta be a weird feeling
1: totally um it is and like I feel pretty fortunate to work with the brands I do because there is a lot of flexibility I feel like with them and and they've supported pretty much everything that I've gotten up to you know whether that's like through injury still supporting me and then being stoked on the training aspect or whatever it might be um But that being said, you know, I think it's less maybe about like the actual brands, but yeah, just being a sort of public figure on the internet is a weird thing where it's like, I grew up in a van and an employee (laughs) housing unit. Like I never thought that I should be on a soapbox on Instagram, like, you know, and, and just all the weird stuff that comes with it, where it's like, people thought I was a good skier or thought this or that. So now I have this following right. and then that's gives me the opportunity to kind of say whatever I want, but that has to align with the brands I'm aligned with as well as it. Sh- you sort of feel like you have to cater it to your audience for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's, I don't feel like I could just say whatever I want on the internet for sure because that would be i don't even know what would happen in this day and age
0: i don't know but i I, I feel like that doesn't like it's funny because i agree with you i would i think the same way where every time i post something i'm like fuck am i gonna get in trouble for this and then i don't care and i hit send anyway because like whatever but there's so many athletes now that you're seeing and i'm not gonna let well whatever i'm at Like, look at what he's doing. Like, sponsors are not working with him because of a lot of the stuff that he's doing. Tanner, everybody's still working with him, even though he's, like, kind of gone off on a tangent the last, like, eight to ten weeks, maybe longer. Like, so I guess people are starting to just not give a fuck, and they're just, like, doing their own thing. Is any of that part of it not – obviously not the content that they're putting out there, but, like, the freedom that they feel like they have? Is that attractive to you, or are you, like, happy that you have some kind of, like – I don't know like you can work within a certain guideline
1: it's It's kind of of both a little bit like in a weird way because like if in a perfect world for me i would just delete it all if i didn't (laughs) need it for work i would just delete it because it's like when i'm out doing stuff like biking or climbing whatever it might be i have to force myself to take my phone out right to take pictures like it's just not natural to me to like document stuff um so it takes like definitely a conscious effort to to post and to like put stuff out there so if i was on my own terms i probably i just wouldn't have those social accounts to begin with but it is like pretty rewarding having them, honestly, because it is, to me, it is really cool, like, especially with the training and the exercise stuff. It's like, it's given this super cool platform to connect with people on something that's really helped me and, you know, and hopefully it's helping other people. And that's like a super unique thing, being able to connect with like hundreds to thousands of people on something pretty positive and like uplifting in my opinion. Um, you know, and like without a platform like that, it would be pretty hard to connect with that many people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's sometimes you wonder, I guess, if like we're even built as people to connect with that many people, like to have that (laughs) actual like feedback coming through your head and how healthy it is for you. And that, that part is definitely concerning to me at at all levels of social, but there's definitely days where I'm like, I'm gonna wipe everything clean, and I'm just gonna like throw my phone in the river, and I'm gonna be like just a mountain person. And then you realize that like it's not all that serious, and you don't need to go f- that far down the rabbit hole. But you could like, maybe, yeah. maybe pull it back in a little bit.
1: Yeah, but it's uh, yeah. I feel like I have definitely like a roller coaster relationship with like socials and and stuff like that, where some days it's like the greatest thing ever, and then the next day it's like. Damn, I just want to get rid of all this. But yeah,
0: one person tells you you suck, and you're like, "Oh, that's it. Today's the. the day. <laughs> that's it. They're all gone. Yeah, everybody's gone. I suck. I'm gone. Then, uh, <laughs> do you? Are you? Are you making money off of selling these? Like, or doing these programs? Like, has it been beneficial for you financially? Like, has this been a? Has has it been positive for you? I guess. You yeah. don't need to tell me how much um, money you're making, but like, I just, I'm more, I'm more asking because like, it's a really unique avenue for skiers to take and i think that it's a new way to kind of look at things because you're always looking post-career where people go right there's the commentating aspect of it there's the i don't know there's people who just kind of talk and then there's people who are doing what you're doing so i I don't know is it is it a financially viable way to kind of like push your own career
1: yeah totally um so i did yeah i put out like that skier fit program last year like two years ago now yep And yeah, and it was like pretty successful. I was really surprised, honestly, at how well it did. Um, That's the eight week one,
0: huh? That's the eight week one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
1: Yeah. And so I did that. Like that one was cool because I partnered with an app, like the Fit app. They came to me to build a ski program.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, which like right at that time I was finishing up my like certified personal trainer course so I felt like pretty solid about putting together a program and offering it to people, um, instead of just being like, I'm a pro athlete and here's what I think you should do. It was like, I at least had kind of gotten the some foundational blocks of like being a trainer. And, uh, so yeah, so it, it, yeah, did pretty well. And, uh, and I, cause I was like, well, if it pays for my like exercise science classes, I'll be happy yeah and and then it turned into a thing where it's like, oh dang, that could be like I'm glad I'm going down this as a post career route for sure, yeah because uh it could be a, a sweet way to make a living,
0: yeah, for sure um cool well, I uh not me, but I put out yesterday that you were coming on the show and a bajillion people have questions for you, so we're just gonna do a few of them and then I'll get you out of here. Um, story archive. Let's see. i to have these ready. Um, Len wants to know when you become a cyborg. Um, let's
1: <laughs> well, I think my knees are already cyborgs, So it's <laughs> working the, on their rest now.
0: <laughs> where's the Paul Mitchell sponsorship. There's some good ones. People got, um, <laughs>
1: Well, I think the Paul Mitchell, it would have been better with the hair. Yeah. But <laughs> now I don't know.
0: Um, all right, T. Pratt, uh, T. Pratsky, another LCC boy, wants to know, how important are soul shred days in LCC to you?
1: They're so important. It's like, I think if you just filmed all day, every day, all season, you would burn out like halfway through so taking yeah, the soul shred days it's like i pretty much i try to just spend like all of december and as much of like january as i can soul shredding yeah for sure it's it's key
0: um devin wants to know uh what does he eat all caps like general nutrition in a nutshell <laughs> is it because i've heard that you uh just drink a like, I can hammer a bunch of fucking Coors lights and still so, be shredded as fuck. Like I've heard this a <laughs> while ago. So what's that? That was
1: a while ago. <laughs> yeah. We've, that's, that was the, whatever the early yeah. <laughs> phase of John.
0: Different phase now. Okay. So what's phase. what's the story now? Does your diet change?
1: So, well, so I just clipped booze for the most part. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just was annoyed at being hung over and feeling like shit for days and days. So clipped booze and that's helped me feel pretty good. And nutrition wise, I don't really do anything crazy. I'm not like, I'm not vegan. I'm not carnivore, like nothing special really. It's more, I just try to eat as many whole foods as I can. So the least amount of processed stuff and just have the right amount of like proteins, fats, carbs to keep my energy up, build the amount of muscle I want. And so it kind of revolves like around the physical goals I have as well. But to be honest, yeah, I don't really have any like crazy weird nutrition specialties. I think most of the like shredded thing, I'm not going to lie. It's like, probably genetics. My mom's shredded too. So
0: (laughs) I love that. And I think this person's going to hate this answer because I was literally, I actually had lunch with her last week and she was like, dudes just clip booze and they get shredded as fuck. And I don't like it. And they just drop 15 pounds. And I don't, i never understand. Like literally we had this exact conversation like a week ago. So it's, it's funny that that's your answer.
1: That is funny. (laughs)
0: Um, all right. A couple more of these, uh, let's see uh what do fans talk to you about like in the dms uh creamy crunch wants to know what fans talk to you about most in skiing fitness good looks what do people like what do people bother you about the most
1: (laughs) um a lot of people i mean i honestly get just like a ton of super nice messages from people about Recently it's been a lot of pertaining to injury and whether it's like great or small, or maybe they had a friend that got injured and just kind of thanking me for putting out videos, which is like so great. I mean, pretty stoked on those messages for sure they keep it going. And other than that, a lot of people ask about nutrition and a lot of people ask where they could get a Red Bull hat.) <laughs>
0: <laughs> why is that still so coveted i you know I'll tell you what you can get a fake red bull hat at like my local shopping mall if you really want one like otherwise yeah i, think for you sure. be a, I just say
1: ebay you can check ebay or something
0: there's no way real ones are on ebay like there's no, no chance that that it's it's crazy i gotta get that like that michelle parker special that's the that's the thing that i like that like little folded over hat that she wears with the red bull logo on it oh yeah fire. like that's the one yeah. that's the one that's the Um, one let's see if there's no there's it's a bunch of the same stuff but yeah that's cool dude i i think that (laughs) that positive reinforcement from people on the internet is always like such a nice thing to read especially when you're going through some shit like it actually means a lot more than any negativity that comes through it
1: for sure yeah um yeah it's just like i just really appreciate anyone that like goes out of their way to send you a positive note or say, thank you for whatever. It's like, thank you. I mean, that's so (laughs) nice. And it's why I like to do what I'm doing is to like help people or put positivity out there. So to get that in return, it just like keeps the wheels turning for me. And, you know, and it's the same thing. It's like someone gives you a compliment at the gas station. It makes your day. They're like, dude, your shirt looks fly yeah like sick thanks dude
0: yeah exactly You're and it just makes your
1: day person. better so like just, just the little things i think person to person it's like it's cool
0: yeah for sure um well dude i'm gonna let you get out of here i i appreciate the time this has been great um where can people find you on social where can people find you on the internet um if you're not frozen right now, I haven't really decided if you are or not. Oh, no, you're unfrozen. You're good. It's, um, I'm halfway. Okay. Where can people find you online? Uh, and any anything else you want to plug, feel free.
1: Um, I mean, just pretty much Instagram, John, at John Collinson.
0: You can find everything there.
1: Find everything there, yeah. Um, don't really use TikTok or anything yet. So.
0: <laughs> Get on the TikTok bandwagon, dude. I heard there's money to be made.
1: I heard that too.
0: It's, uh, it's kind of insane. I don't, I don't know. That's, yeah. I haven't figured it out yet either, but when I do, <laughs> when I do a loop, I'll clue you in on the secrets.
1: <laughs> All right, sweet. Thanks. Yeah. Let me know how it goes.
0: <laughs> um, sick. All right, buddy. Thank you.